This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Well, 18 hours, yes, 18 hours after losing by more than 30 points to China in their second pool game at the FIBA Women's Asia Cup, the Tall Ferns were able to turn things around and crush Lebanon by a similar margin yesterday in Sydney. Uh, next up, uh, the New Zealand women's team will face the Philippines in a knockout game to determine who'll play Japan. In the semi-finals, there's a lot on the line, including qualification for the Olympics. And to set the scene for the big game is hoops guru Lyndon Moore joining us out of Australia this morning. Good morning, Lyndon. Good morning. How's it going? Really cool. Thank you. And thanks so much for your time uh, this morning. Uh, encouraging signs from the performance against Lebanon, or we should not read too much into that? Uh, I think it's definitely there's a lot of upsides. Uh, looking a little bit more, I think, kind of what we expected closer to Monday's form than what we saw on Tuesday. Um, you know, anything can happen on any given day, but I think it's, I think it's safe to say that things are on the upswing and, um, you know, looking good for Friday. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we lost to China quite heavily, um, but tell us about Guy Malloy's uh, decision on uh, his starting uh, lineup for that particular contest. I mean, uh, did he rest players uh, for the Tuesday game? Yeah. So if uh, people who are watching the game, they'll have seen that Talia Tapia and Panea Davidson uh, were resting. Uh, you know, for a number of reasons. You know, I'm thinking along the lines of. You know, Panina played 40 minutes on Monday. She left everything out there. Talia was going really hard. You know, she's still, you know, finding and getting into it. So, and going against a team like China, while well, the depth of Panina would have been really helpful. You know, also, you know, rest her. And I think Guy saw it as an opportunity to really, you know, give some experience to players like uh, Vittoria Tamilo. And, you know, he saw Ezra Medoldrick go in there. And some of the younger players who are still long and athletic, you know, get them some experience as well. Um, and also, you know, it's, it was going to be a tough game no matter what. Um, but, you know, potentially saving, you know, the best players for, you know, the big game on Wednesday against Lebanon. So I think it was a mix of giving some experience and then also resting the players then. So tell us a wee bit about the impact of uh, Panina Davidson and uh, who else within the group has impressed you at this level? Yeah, I think, I think Panina for sure because she's, and she's got, I say, some of the most, I think one of the most capped internationally on that team. She's one of the veterans, and so she really she understands the defense. And I think her game has just improved being in the WNBL over here in Australia. Um, and so, and having that year's international experience, I think that impact on the defense, especially. And she's really good under the basket and really strong. And she can, I think, again, has just developed her skill level um, in the pros. So that's been. Huge. Yeah, I think Talia has been another one that uh, people who have been familiar with women's basketball have seen. Um, you know, she played Australia growing up, so coming over to New Zealand to get, uh, you know, I guess people to switch that over was huge. So she, you know, certainly impressed yesterday. Uh, Taylor Dalton, uh, just a mess on defensive end. Uh, so it's been really cool to see her, you know, go out there. I think, you know, the big story that I was talking about was Victoria Tamilo, still young but 
I think in terms of we're looking for a sign of the future of what, you know, 12 friends and women's basketball is in New Zealand, Retoria is certainly it. Um, you know, Ezra's been really good, and Stella too. Linton, are we now starting to see the effect of a credible women's league in this country coming through at the higher level? Yes. And so here, yes. So, um, in terms of that, looking forward to uh, the Philippines, what would you say um, their standard is perhaps to compare to uh, like a Korea? Um, I think, I mean, I would say all the teams are equally tough. I think... The Philippines, from what I've seen briefly, I think they're pretty fast um, and they're pretty good and they can shoot. So defense is going to be key. Um, and just, yeah, locking in and, you know, as long as all the shots are falling and that, you know, there's a good, I'm sure guys had a good game plan in terms of defense. I think we'll see a similar starting lineup uh, to what we saw yesterday. Um, and just, you know, play to our strengths and do what we do well and pass the ball and facilitate. Then I think it's going to be, um, I think there's a good chance. Uh, we uh, we had to play catch up against Korea, uh, which we did. It was a hell of a comeback. But I I just wonder if we can afford to start slow and do that again because uh, you know when it comes to a pressure match like this, I mean everything is on the line in terms of qualification here or the chance to qualify. Uh, yeah. Playing catch up, perhaps not a great move. No, it's it's going to be tough. Um, see because the. New Zealand did, you know, they did well on Monday for a while. The first half was, like, you know, feeling somewhat, dare I say, comfortable. Um, and then Korea, as we saw, came back. Uh, so, you know, just, you can't become complacent. Like you said, starting slow is, um, you know, it is an option. Not necessarily the best or the most favorable one. Uh, so it's, I would imagine, you know, just really got to be, you know, on point and ready to go will be really helpful. Um, but, you know, they're a tough team, so... For some reason, if they start out and, you know, go down a little bit early, then I'm sure they can work their way back. But there's definitely a mountain to climb. Okay, so uh, let's look also uh, optimistically and say we got past that, say we got past the Philippines. What about the possibility of Japan? I mean, how likely, uh, what probability of us actually getting through to the Olympics this time around? Um, I would say so. What uh, what the toll friends are going to need to do is, uh, in order to get to the Olympics, so if we they get top four uh, in this tournament, they get onto an round of Olympic qualification. So that's why tomorrow is going to be crucial. Uh, so if they win tomorrow, though the semis, that's top four, they're all good. Then they go through um, to the next round to qualify for the Olympics. You know, I think they're, I think they're just. You know, just as good as any team. Um, there's, you know, New Zealand. They brought, they play. You know, the, the style of play is a little bit different. Uh, you know, compared to some of the other countries, and there's some other elements that, uh, you know, New Zealand does a little bit differently. But something that's to their advantage. So I think uh, it's going to be it's going to be tough, uh, especially when you get to the next round. You know, next round qualification. But um, you know, I, they can do it. They've got, they definitely got the talent for it. So, Lyndon, in terms of world women's basketball, where does the Asian conference as such uh, sit? Uh, how far behind or what kind of parity do we have there? What kind of expectations do we have for our top teams in Asia? Uh, so, I mean, the Asia route is always a tricky one because um, you've got some of the, I think, four fully professional countries, um, Australia, China, Korea, and I believe Japan. So, uh, it's always it's a tough route to go through with FIBA just because it's you know you have those strong countries but and I'll say like 
you know, the FIBA Women's World Cup last year that was held here in Sydney, you know, China was, you know, finished in the top, you know, in the top three and, you know, the USA. So uh, the Asian countries are really, really strong. Uh, and I think, you know, Korea has been ranked 12th in the world. Um, maybe I'm hopefully I got that correct. Um, so it's, they're good. And New Zealand, they can hold their own. Um, so it's definitely, you know, it's a harder route to qualify, but, um, they, you know, it's, it's doable. And, you know, the friends have done very well. What do you see in terms of the level of support in Sydney? Oh, it's been really cool, actually. Um, it's, I, I was just telling somebody, you know, it's, this is my first international tournament that I've been to in person. And I think probably one of the coolest parts of it is that the supporters like China has shown up just in masses with all the fans. You know, the, Leban- the Lebanese crowd has been incredible. They've got their flags. They're just, you know, doing all the cheers. Japan, Australia, you know, even New Zealand, like they've got a really good contingent. There's been you know, some of the families who have flown over. Uh, who are waving flags and uh, because they're such a big Kiwi presence in the WNBL uh, here in Australia in the off season, there's a, you know, the, yesterday there was a group of girls who were chanting, pinning his name and then let's go New Zealand. And so the impact that they have even on people outside New Zealand is alive and well. So the support has been amazing um, and people have been really showing out, which is a great sign and great support for the country, but also women's basketball. There's been uh, a number of signings, we understand, in terms of uh, Toiwi Basketball uh, Aotearoa for next season, um, which is a very positive sign. Do you expect to see a, a lot more? Can we expect uh, to recruit from uh, some players from the likes of uh, this tournament in particular, this qualifying tournament, uh, as, the, as our league begins to grow? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see why not down the line. Um, it's, time, it's interesting because, you know, international basketball and the calendar, it kind of... It clashes, so obviously it would be great to have someone like the caliber of a Hanju from China, but, you know, she's with the New York Liberty and WNBA runs at the same time. So, and some of those players um, have been dealt over to W or first in time. So, you know, the league is lucky enough to get them. Uh, absolutely. It would be great to see. It's our, you know, like you said earlier, it's the league, the quality of the league has only stepped up. And, uh, you know, we saw a lot of great stuff last year, but, you know, the imports this year, are super high standard. Um, yeah, I think now it's eight WNBA draft picks who are now uh, who have signed. Um, some some of whom we know, some I think have still yet to be announced. But it's a uh, yeah, it's a number of really good signings, and I think the caliber is just going to continue to increase. Tell us uh, a wee bit, if you could, Lyndon, about this rapid league which New Zealand basketball uh, basketball has developed. Uh, running alongside uh, the, the season of uh, the season of Taiwi uh, basketball, we had, what what does that feature? Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I think so. The uh, the whole rapidly concept, I think, was built around making sure that the younger and amateur players get a little bit, get, they get some time too uh, to get to play. So we'll be seeing a lot more of the younger talent. They're going to be shorter games, um, and then yeah, it's just going to be. Kind of where the bench players, a lot of the younger ones, and the ones who are going to be kind of up and coming. So we we won't see as many of the prominent players, like a Panina who has just signed for the North Kahu. Like she will not be playing in that. We'll be seeing her in the regular game. But yeah, the Rapid League is just you know getting more exposure for the young talent uh, and well, you know helping them get a little bit more time. You know, overall, we talk to a lot of people on uh, the station who um, 
confirmed to us that basketball is the fastest growing sport in New Zealand. Is, is that consistent across to, to girls and women's basketball as well, you're seeing? Yeah, it's the uptake is just increasing exponentially to see and, you know, just talking with, um, you know, people that I know around, you know, around the community, it's, it's crazy. Like, and the numbers have been as high as, you know, associations have ever seen them. And like, I was at a tri- uh, under 12 trial for a club a couple of weekends ago. And I'm like, in a given day, we had like 39 or 40 show up. And uh, it's just, the number has just been increasing across the board. And, you know, I think, of course, there's always room for growth, but it's every just day by day getting that much bigger, um, which has been amazing to see. So I'd say, yes, it's definitely consistent. And that pathway, of course, that you're talking about and, uh, you know, the growth, I, I would imagine, um, also lends towards more scholarships in the United States for our uh, women basketballers? Uh, in a way, I don't think, it doesn't guarantee. I think what's great is, you know, the ones who are playing, they can see. And I think what a lot of, um, you know, been a lot of the stories and talk has been around the promotion of the college pathway because, of course, it is I mean, it is exciting because you know if you if you're able to swing a scholarship to you know either the D one Division one through three school or NAI or JUCO like you're going to get an education out of it um, or you have an option to you know you also have an option to transfer um, to something else so there's a lot of opportunities because when a lot of the conversation goes outside of you know what you're going to do after basketball and education I think is probably the strongest the strongest reason to go over to the U.S., at least in my opinion, the basketball straight, but what are you going to do after? So um, I think it's, we're seeing, like, this, there's been a record number of Kiwis who are now over there um, at, at various levels. I did over 100. Uh, um, but the number of girls is just interesting. And, you know, every year we're seeing more and more go over. And this next club, um, you know, there's a pretty cool signing of Lauren Whitaker, who going to Gonzaga, uh, 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 Gonzaga University in Washington. She's based out of Christchurch right now, year 13, but she's going over. So we're seeing more. Um, but the um, the ones that you'll be hearing, you know, you hear a lot about, um, mostly go that pathway. Definitely more. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the women's NBA um, in um, America is absolutely strong. It is so strong, very high-profile uh, sport indeed. Uh, some of the women coming out of there are absolute superstars uh, in America. Lyndon, um, thank you very much uh, for taking the time to come to us uh, from Sydney this morning. Really positive news. I mean, some people are saying uh, basketball could head up to being uh, one of the top uh, two or three sports in New Zealand. Uh, numbers-wise, etc. in the next five to ten years. Do you see that on the cards? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, too, is because, and the beautiful thing about it is, you know, you really don't need much to be able to play. Um, you know, you can manufacture courts or nets or whatever. You need a ball, and you can go out and play, and it's just a great way to be active, and, you know, as long as the kids are having fun with it, you know, that's what matters. But the fact that, you know, there are examples in the country now um, that for especially women to look up to and say, you know, I can make a career out of this, I can get education with this, you know, it's promising. Well, it's very promising indeed, uh, Lyndon, and thank you very much uh, for uh, continuing to put it to the forefront. Um, 
enjoy the rest of your time in Sydney, of course, and uh, all the best for the Tall Ferns against uh, the Philippines and hopefully then against Japan. Thanks for your time again and uh, have a terrific day. Yeah, all right. You too. Thanks for having me.